2: Today, Dr. Price in Joliet, Illinois, also known as Chicago Land to some, <laughs> and we are here for Prophetic Ed with Apostle Nona Parker, and uh, I just know God is going to move mightily, powerfully. <clears throat> Excuse me. While we are here, this is definitely one of our favorite stomping grounds and hot spots to travel in. Always taking care of God, always moves mightily in this area. I'm excited that's what I want to say good I need you to be excited I'm excited
3: here in Chicago land in Joliet Illinois with Apostle Nona Parker I'm also excited because we're here for the prophetic Ed kickoff you know prophetic Ed is on a tour We're traveling everywhere so we're here to spend third, uh, Friday night and Saturday in training prophetic ed readiness now I'm going to say this again when we go live on Periscope, and we are, as we speak, live is happening.
2: So <laughs> we're going down. Live
3: is moving up. And so, um, but I am grateful to God for all that he does and all that he's done. And so I'm looking forward to him being blessed. So I, I, I have something very interesting to share with you, especially since, you know, we're trying to find our prophetic way. You know, somebody ought to do a, a book that says, Finding Your Prophetic Way." Right. No, really. Oh, and really. Semicolon. Your Prophetic way. Right. Okay, because many of us are very, very good Christians. We love Jesus, wouldn't do anything that was offensive. But, you know, many of us can fall in love with people that we don't know. And they're people that you just love, and you don't know why they are the way they are. What they say, anything. You just know you love them. Those are all wonderful things. But when you are a prophet, it's different. So I'm excited. I'm excited about being here. They they found me this nice little room in the hotel. <laughs> Got desks and everything. Yes. I don't know what, what I, we don't know what's behind us, but just think on location. If <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you just keep the picture. On location in mind, we're going to be okay. (laughs) But again, we're here with Antioch Christian Assembly here in Joliet, Illinois, with Apostle Nona Parker, and we are here kicking off the Prophetic Ed tour. Now, Prophetic Ed is going on tour because Prophetic Ed is going to do something very unique. Now, I shared with a couple of people, and probably a month after I shared it, they let me know they've been thinking about it because, you know, that's how saints are. You know, because you got to move when God sent a new idea. And so, but I want you to know that prophetic ed is going to do something that's going to answer every question you have ever had about the prophetic. It's going to answer questions of of responsibility, of manifestation, of authority, of office versus gifting, of finances, of building, of establishment. You don't want to miss what I'm going to share here in Joliet because some of you have been prophets for years. I mean, you have done this thing for years. Ho hum. You're so tired of just prophesying. You don't know what to do. You're ho hum. You're like uh, some of you are so irritated. when somebody say? You have enough. but no, no, I don't have work. I don't have work. No. And because you're tired of the one sliver of this mantle that you have. It's a sliver, an all-important one, not to be, you know, negated but it's still but a sliver, and you are so tired of the sliver. Give me a word. Woman of God, give me a word. Man of God, give me a word. Uh, you know, I got a dream. I got a thought. I got a whatever. But you don't know what the rest of this is all about. And because you don't know, you have been doing it year in and year out, sitting on the front wall in your church, hoping the pastor going to give you an opportunity to say something in a good world. You sit there. You go to all of the meetings. You, you attend prayer sessions and try not to be bored silly with the people who are not in your office trying to get God to move, trying to hear from God. I'm telling you, people have slammed prophets a lot over the last several years, and some of it is justified, but some of it is just, it's just a matter of course of life, you know, and you are just there. You want to know why did God make the prophet, first of all. God, I mean, <clears throat> hey, God. Why did why did you make prophets? I mean, what were you thinking? What did you want from prophets? Silence. And so everybody just, you know, comb through the scriptures, pick up what they can, but ultimately, can't tell you. Okay, so God, why did you make me a prophet? Why did you make my husband a prophet, my wife a prophet, my son, my daughter, my children, my family? Why did you do that? What was it that existed in Abel's day that made him a prophet, that required you to create an institution on the planet called prophet? You see, those are real questions. Now, here's, here's some more. Why are we still wrestling over this today? That was post-Eden. We've had the flood. We've had, you know, plagues, ten plagues. We've had Moses. We've had David. We've had a whole... Stream of events since then, and still we're talking about the prophet. What is the deal? So you need to know those things. Most of you have dreams that would probably blow Hollywood out of the water. You would probably have dreams that were so apocalyptic and so cataclysmic and so prophetic that people would—you would, would have—and they would be justified because you know, I, you know, God's not the only one that gives good dreams. But they would be justified. They'd be valid. But who's to tell you? Who is to tell you? How many of you are in churches where they say, go ahead and start a prophetic company? And you're like, what? See, these can go on. But these are the things that have you frustrated right now prophetically. And those around you in need of your services, your competencies, and not just your capability, literally deprived. So we're talking about that. That is what Prophetic Ed is going to do, and we're going to do it around the world. You know, we're having fun. Thank you. We're having a blast setting up the system to take it on the road. So far I have eight locations. If you're interested in Prophetic Ed, being on the Prophetic Ed tour list, you should let us know. Just go to my website, drpaulaaprice.com, and say I want to talk to someone about getting on the schedule so we can bring Prophetic Ed to you. Now, why is that important? Well, I gave you a whole lot of good things, but we have more and more. Prophets were never meant to be poor. They were never meant to be broke. And they were never meant to be uncompensated. That was not it. They were never meant to be uncompensated. That's just not how the office works. And you know why? Because until the apostle, the prophet kicked off every institution God has. If, you if you're the launchpad, you probably have a lot of power, a lot of influence, but you don't know that either. You don't know how to do that. And so you're doing it the way you know, which is highly evangelically, meaning you're going to save people, help save people, get saved all over again. Pretty much that's, that's how it's looking. That's how it's laying out. And so I wanted to encourage you tonight to come out tonight and, and enroll in class tomorrow, if you are a serious and real prophet, if you're a bona fide prophet, what I'm going to share will change your life. I promise you that. And you not only will it change your life, but it will enrich, establish, and, and expand your territory because you will have a territory. Most prophets don't even have a territory. You barely have a seer. You and many barely have a church because you're in those churches where the pastors telling you what you can and cannot say. So you don't know who you're talking for. Am I talking for the pastor? Because some of you all are the 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 pastors' prophet. and you're not the Lord Jesus's prophet. You're the bishop's prophet. And 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 if they're in God, hey, you're fortunate. If they're not, you know, they're, if they're in God, you're a David, you're a Nathan to a David or an Edo or Shemaio or one of them. But if not, you are God's enemy, and you don't even mean to be. Because you, they are adverse with God. And some of them are averse to God. But we'll leave that one alone. Let me drink this water here.
2: If you want to come to Prophetic right here in Joliet, you need to go to www.apostlenonaparker.com. Apostle N O N A Parker.com. And we kick off tomorrow evening, right? Yes, tomorrow, tomorrow evening and
3: through Saturday, and then Sunday you are ministering at Antioch, uh, Sunday's sermon. And so. And if you're a prophet and you you don't have a home church or you have a some downtime, hey, make it to Antioch because I'm praying for prophets. I'm establishing. You know what people don't know is the very, I've been coming back and forth to the, well, I guess I could say Chicagoland, okay, chi- all, over. all over, Chicagoland area since 1990. 92, 93 Now that's a long time to sow in this land So you'll hear people tell you That I don't have a right And, and I'm incr- Don't believe that I was coming back and forth in this land When they were trying to figure out What kind to spell profit Is that a P? Is it a T? I've been sowing in this land And there are ministers here who know I have been sowing in this land I remember the day John Eckhart First started his television show I was in Chicago way back. Some of you all remember that? That is how long I have sown in this land. So I'm not a poacher, and I'm not an encroacher. I'm coming for a harvest. I've sown, I've prayed, I've written books, I've done a lot of things, but I have, so for the record, I do. I have entitlement because I got land rights here. I've sown seed here, and I'm just coming for my harvest. And now that I have this wonderful daughter over here in Joliet, first step to get my harvest. But if you are interested in doing more with your prophetics than being tapped as a prophecy box, then you do need to press your way. If you're tired, because some of you, all feel it in the spirit. My spirit is weighed down. You're tired. God, if I got to do this another year, Lord, if I have to do this, an- Lord, if another person says, watch me Watchman, watch me, what are the night?" You're so tired of hearing that, you don't know what to do. Come on now, that's like you know what I'm talking about. You know, some of you have heard it and heard it. Others have heard it. And then on the other side, you have those who have prophets who, who in their lives, all they do, they can't sneeze. They got a word of the Lord because they're so pent up, backed up, clogged up. They can only come up with the word of the Lord. You almost don't want to see them coming. You see their number come up on your phone, frustrated, bound up, yoked up, and behaving as evangelists. And, you know, when you realize that evangelists didn't come on the scene to the church, that's a long way down the the pole there. And so I would suggest that you make it your business. If you are a chief prophet, you definitely want to come because I have some special news for those who have prophetic companies. You don't want to miss this. If you're a chief prophet, I want to meet you, I want to sit with you, bring your prophet. Don't just come and get it and do, you know, we have to, you, you cannot ask for the old move and still do old things. So don't just sneak in like Nicodemus, get the word and leave. There's a lot of people that never got a harvest in their life because was Nicodemus. At least he paid for Jesus' funeral, you know, okay? But he did, you know, sneak in at night. And he didn't publicly acknowledge the man, but he used the man's material. So that's the Nicodemus spirit So you know The best he was left to do was pay for Jesus' funeral So he had to He sold into his death Because he wasn't righteous I'll leave that alone But some of you If you're a prophetic uh, Chief prophet Head of a prophetic company God Bring your prophet First of all You cannot expect him To go to the new move Without a change agent And I don't care How we do it Nothing happens in life Without a change agent and so you need to be transformed into a change agent. But if you're going to do it, God is looking for integrity. Because if we don't have integrity in the things that nobody can accuse us of, we will definitely not have integrity in public life. That's what happened. So, so many saints did things for their own expediency, that they did not give credit where credit was due, They didn't give acknowledgement when where acknowledgement was due. They just didn't do it. Some of you all have done it, sneaked into this one, and sneaked into that one. And it mostly happens to small and up and coming. Because see, new people they have such a big platform. When you say something, so many millions of people hear it, hundreds of thousands of people hear it that you can't take credit for it. Because they'll tell you, yeah, you got that from Bishop This, Brother That, Prophet This. But when you can rush wide, over shot, open up and coming. that is when you and your integrity goes on the line. Now, I'm heading somewhere with this conversation. Prophetic integrity is the hardest thing to maintain because your boss is not physical, present, and in the, and your judgment or correction, not immediate. Well, some people, if you're closing up, to God, it's immediate. Because, see, with me and God, I mean, God, we're in the moment. I'm, I'm in real-time God. So there are a lot of things I can't do because real-time God, is on real time. Correct me in that moment, and see what I do with it. And then God—that's the second thing God wants to see. What you what are you going to do with His His correction? Because He will know what you will do with His development when He has a pattern, a baseline set for what you do with His correction. Well, okay. Well, I'm sorry. And, but with those that are bold enough to say, "You know what? God corrected me on this issue." Do you know how many people? would trust you if you could even once every now and again act like you aren't Jesus himself personifying? If you could say the Lord corrected me here or the Lord told me this, some of you all are waiting for God to answer prayer. You're waiting for God to send money. Some of your businesses are going down on a thread. And you know why? Because God says you don't know what to do with my wisdom. That's what training teaches you. God's side of this thing is sold up. So when you hear people say, hey, I mean, come on, how much training you need? I mean, I could prophesy. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people are stabbing at it. They're not doing it because the body isn't changing. You know, when someone once told me a lot of people are already doing prophecy. I mean, a lot of apostles out there, and, and, and they're blessed. You're blessed in a box. God owns heaven and earth. You're blessed in a tea box. Tea box blessings just mean that you're still apprenticing. And we have a lot of apprentices in the first and second offices of the church. You're apprenticing. God's not trusting you with anything big and huge because God doesn't move that fast. You know, massive things don't move fast. Moving your house, you can do in a day or two, unless, of course, you're working and you have to move after hours. Moving an empire, Moving an institution. I mean, just moving a, a, a huge department in your company. That's a large thing. And much training and planning and, and negotiating and arranging goes into effect behind the scenes. So when God says, I'm going to move the prophetic, and it takes him 25 years to move it, God's immense. It's going to shift. But it's going to take that 25 years. You know, we just moved our office and our school, God help us, two weekends, once back-to-back, we just moved them. And the hours and the days of preparation and training and whatnot, just to get there, then when we got there, we had to set up. And then after the setup, then we had to station our people. And after the station, we've got to have all of the services brought online. You understand that for God to say, I'm going to make a move, you know, I hear about so many of these millennials Some of about that God's making a move with them. I'm like, are you kidding me? It takes God 25 to 50 years to get something moved, shifted, ready, primed, up, and running. So what, 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 what is this move that you're talking about? Breaking all of the rules? That's not a move. That's backlash. That's slamming God. Breaking God's rules slams him. You know, wearing your little, walking in your little earthly trends. God's already dealt with that. Jesus got on the cross for those trends. So he's finished with that, looking like everybody else and telling them, guess if he can. Okay, we, ha- we should have a game. Okay, this is my attire today. Guess who I'm worshiping. All right, ding, ding. Okay, when I swing my beads, who am I worshiping? What kind of worship act is that? Ding, ding, You ding. Because those aren't moves. Those are rebellions. And the saints, because we don't know the truth, we don't know rebellion. And, see, we don't talk rebellion any long because we have this whole, um, you know, politically correct thing talking about, you know, do it my way. Everything is do it your way. So your way is not, but if it's your way, it's not God's way. That's clear. I mean, these people are telling you they don't serve God. They're telling you God is not first. They are saying it to you every which kind of way. And you know what? You still hang on to our romantic notions about the prophetic, about church, about Christianity. We hold on to it, or we, or we agree with them because we share their, their resentment. Because before you rebel, you resent. And it, re- resentment is the fuel of rebellion. Write that down. Resentment is the fuel of rebellion. Now, let me give you an example. Your, your children, you know your teens. I had three. I had 3 plus 20. But anyway, you know your children, They before they break curfew, they resent it. And they balk at it. Before they decide that they're going to do something against the house rules, they resent it. And so you, as a, oh, come on, somebody, I don't have a smartphone. Oh, man, I can't. I the box. I'm on the road. I did something. I did something. <coughs> I got something. And so, before rebellion is resentment. Now, re- resentment is verbal, act, verbal actions. In other words, actions verbalized, and a, a, a displeasure, disapproval. So, the first thing that you have to look at is disapproval. When people start disapproving, don't just take it face value that they're right. Everybody cannot be right. Every group cannot be right. The tear down and the put-up can't be right at the same time. There's a time to tear down. It's right to get rid of this. And then there's a time to put up. It's right to get rid of that or to make that, let that happen. So when you start hearing criticisms and disapproval, Stop being a teenager. Don't, refuse to be a teenager. Just refuse. You know, teenagers respond to criticism and refusal by immediate defense. They don't examine it. They don't, you know, check the che- reader, look at, you know, kind of uh, uh, inspect is we're looking for. Inspect the, the the complainer, the critic. They don't ask their motives. They're not thinking about anything but, ooh, so-and-so says, and you become the hearsay Christian. Okay, so they don't. You don't, you have to start asking, so why is this a big deal to you? What is it, what's in it for you? Why are you ready to tear down the prophetic? Why are you ready to? And and we can go on and on, but you don't. Instead, you go, oh, he must be right because he has an issue. He who? Him and 20 followers? How is that an issue? That's a sneeze. And even if they are large. Why are they suddenly shifting to whose advantage? Remember, in life, there is always a person at the end of everything that's going to benefit from it. And I don't just mean a human person. So, so you get, you know, you get dissatisfaction. You don't like this. this way. Dissatisfaction, disappointment, disapproval, resentment. Rebellion, disinterest, and then contrary interest. I'm interested in removing this altogether. Remember that process. Some of you all out there are thinkers like I am. You've thought this thing through. So when you see dissatisfaction and they're just, well, whatever, and dissatisfaction sometimes shows up as disinterest. You know, it's like, well, I don't care, whatever. See, that's when we start exploring, because the human psyche cannot remain apathetic but for so long. And after a while, apathy requires an action. Every emotion in the human makeup, every single one, has eventually will require an action, because our spirit, our secret side wants to be heard, and our invisible side wants to go public. That's just it. Acting out is based on that, that single premise. It's not deep, just single. It's not even deep. And so, when you start seeing that, then you need to start start questioning it. But see, most prophets can't question it because you don't have enough of a framework. You know, you don't have enough of a spiritual framework, an emotional framework, and education, educated framework, or intellectual framework. So most of the times, you're trusting your instincts, and your prim, your barometer is your instinct. That's it, just your instinct. Well, you know, my no one knows, my of feels, my my of thinks, my of hums. Who cares about all of that? Nobody can do anything with that. So when you when you can ask questions and ask and put people, even help them think through things. Okay, so let's think about what is it that you're trying to do. You know, my daughter asked me a question about a post.
4: <laughs>
3: my daughter. If ever somebody's gonna put me on the hook, it's going to be my daughter. These prophets qualified, and we talked about it. And since it was a post, I figured we could discuss it. And the post was a young prophet saying how he got delivered from ministry. And now everybody's like, "Ooh, ah, wow!" Nobody thought. So you just got fired by the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is not doing the way with ministry. He's got literally hundreds of millions of people doing ministry. So if he starts firing prophets, and telling them they don't have a ministry. What is the alternative? If we don't have ministry, what do we have? So he says, according to my daughter, that you know God told him to take four months off and begin to tell him that at the first thirty days he had he had ministry his God. Well, that's your problem. That's not the whole ministerial institution because you're prone to idolatry. But see, this is a prophet putting this out as gospel, and nobody who's going to question it. We're not going to question it because we have been taught don't listen to people's words with your head. Listen to them with your sentiments. So if you are one of those sentimental listeners, meaning your feelings on things and your senses on things are your judgment barometers, then you are always going to be tricked. Satan is going to know that, going to send these people in your way. You're never going to get out of this fear of false prophets because you don't know how to discern the truth. So you will always be duped by false prophecy. That's how it goes. And so he went through the whole thing about how so now he, it's his job to not speak the word of the Lord, but to tear down the Lord's kingdom. Because when you say something, people, you are also unsaying something else. Are you all following me out there? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Because some of you all see all this crazy online, and because they use the tagline prophet, nothing told you that they are an authentic prophet, or nothing tells you if they are a prophet in good standing with Christ. See, there are a lot of prophets, but just like on your, your secular job, not everybody's in good standing with the company. In your church, not everybody's in good standing. you got the, the one that won't tithe, the one that won't sew, the one that won't ever come on time, the one that will always want to leave early, the one that will never volunteer, the one that what you see, those are people not in good standing. So when you want to do something serious and it, it requires the best, they don't even come to your mind. So this guy clearly God stopped talking to him. He went to some some counselor because it sounds like he had some sort of counseling experience. He went to some counselor after he he read he headlong into an issue. because when you're a thinker, you can pretty much back into people's thought lines. And so he went headlong into an issue that b- took him for a loop, blew him away. He went and got some counsel on it, and the counsel that he got was for him. So that he now he's giving everybody his prescription. Did you ever think of that? Now, you don't run around giving everybody your medicine. You know what? I got this pill, man, for so my for so my, my liver. It is really helping me. Here, take one. Well, I don't have a liver problem. Why would I take your liver pill? Do you see how we have to learn to think? And this is the journey we are on bringing prophets up to, up to code. God has a code. Up to standard, up to scale. We have to start doing that. So you all will look at this lot and this guy and because in your mind you've been programmed that if it's new, it's true. Oh hold on, I gotta hit again. Yeah. Did you like that? Boom, oh, oh, boom, oh. up. box gone. But it's good no, not as good and slappy. It's real good and slappy. Yeah, ah. But in your mind, if it's new, it's true. And you can't, you can't evaluate what's new because in your mind, if it's new and it's a prophet, it's got to be true because all prophets are true. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? No, you don't because you all put me through the paces for 20 years, so don't even try it.
2: <laughs>
3: new doesn't mean true. Write it down in your notes. New doesn't mean true. New there is new, and there is different, and there is deviation. There is new, there is different, and there is deviation. I'm going to say that again. There's new, there's different, and there's deviation. And you need to slot what's coming to your ears for the first time into one of those three categories. You shouldn't just have one slot. Oh, well, that's new. No, you that's why you want to join me this weekend because I'm going to teach you how to differentiate new from different. From deviation, because what that young prophet wrote was deviation. Deviation from truth. Now, I don't care how much you love them. And another reason is that we can't be objective. We can't be objective because we're too subjective. I require my prophets to be objective. I don't care if it's your mama, your brother, your aunt, your uncle. Be objective. You know what? He's my brother, but you're off. Well, how do you know they're off? And they can't just drop a word like off to me. I expect them to give me statements. You will tell me that this is just what I see because I'm going to ask you how you see it because when you ask me, I can tell you. I sat here and told you just in a moment why this, this prophet's word was wrong because you cannot shut down a whole institution because you had a prayer closet correction. Prayer closet corrections do not belong on public platforms. They belong in your heart and in your own obedience. God is firing this prophet, and he's the only one who doesn't know it. So he's trying to create. Because see, Do you know how God fires a prophet? Does any of you out there know how to recognize a prophet that is disemployed by the Holy Ghost? Don't you think you should? How do you know if a prophet is disemployed, has fallen out with God? You don't know that. Come on, Saul was out of God's will for 20 years, and only the people close to him knew it. And I bet you if you talk to this prophet, armor bearer, and attendant, etc., that prophet, they will tell you, yeah, well, you know, it's been different. Well, you know, he's not been himself. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, well. See, those people are telling you, are telling you their their leader is off because the first people are going to know are the people who attend to them. They're the ones, and thank God they're confidential people, most of them, so that the time it takes for God to work with them and restore them is not in vain. But you have got to know, can you say when a prophet is, not off and on, because everybody has a bad day, everybody, not off and on, but can you say when a prophet has been disemployed by the Holy Ghost, when God has stopped talking? Micah could. Micah wrote it out. Many of these scriptures will tell you how to know. Teaching, teaching rebellion against the Lord is the number one way to get disemployed by the Holy Ghost. You want God to stop talking to you? Start teaching rebellion against the Lord. You know, there's a passage in, uh, I want to say, the end of Jeremiah. You know, because how are you going to be a prophet? You don't know your predecessors. You know what I mean? Profit, you know what I mean? You don't know your predecessors. You don't know. You don't have a clue. A clue. Now, this is a powerful, powerful thing, but to give you, you're going to love this. We all hear the story. We have all heard the story of Jeremiah and Hananiah and Hananiah snatching Jeremiah's yoke off. Everybody loves that story. Yeah, he snatched his yoke off because he was, that was an act of termination. Hananiah stepped in God's realm and decided to fire Jeremiah because he disapproved of Jeremiah's words. He disagreed with his prophecy. Hananiah, can you believe he did that? He went in and he said, well, I'm going to be the senior prophet, and I'm going to snatch this yoke off your neck, and you will no longer be able to be in our company, in our presence, and in our midst. So Jeremiah said, hey, you know, if that's what you do, then that's what you do. And this is what Jeremiah says. Starting at Jeremiah, um, I want you to hear, read, listen to me, Jeremiah 28 and 9. Now, now, I want to go 7, and you know why? Because everybody told the king he's going to win, you know? He's going to go fight, he's going to win. But here, 7. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in thine ears, in the ears of all the people. Listen to me, people, lean in. Listen, i got to hit something. Can I hit something? Yeah, yeah. I want you to lean in. See, Lean in. Because, see, you're going to see the problem with the prophets when I read this verse. Listen. The prophets that have been before me and before thee of old both prophesied against many countries and against great kingdoms of war and of evil and of pestilence. The prophet which prophesies of peace when the word of the prophet, when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Lord has truly sent him. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke from off prophet Jeremiah's neck and break it. This is good. This is powerful. Listen to me. And Hananiah, because you know you get to show off prophets. They got to the show off. They got to make a big show of, of putting down the truth. And so Hananiah spake in the presence of all the people, saying, "Thus says the Lord." Even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years, and the prophet Jeremiah went his way. So we have in a class, this is a class of the prophets that are serving the flesh and the prophets that are serving the Lord. Now only one has a divine script. The other one has a feeling, a passion. there no one knows. Let's on. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, the prophet, after that Hananiah, the prophet, had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, Thou hast broken yokes of wood, but thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. And I have given him the beast of the field also Then the prophet Now I want you to listen to me and make some comments You can ask me some questions because this is powerful stuff Then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah the prophet Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee But thou makest this people trust in a lie Therefore thus says the Lord Behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth This year thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year, in the seventh month. See, all of this prophet clashing, you see, that's a deadly game. And a lot of people are playing a deadly game, many of which do not have Jeremiah's call to the nations, do not have Jeremiah's devotion to God. God favors who favors him. That was good. Hey, I got, I got a little something left in here. Hold on. Please, see what happens when I don't have a stamp call? I can't. I, I don't really. But anyway, but God favored Jeremiah because Jeremiah was his communication, his divine communication. Jeremiah stood against all of the prophets that, that Ahab had and all of these kings had, t- t- all of them. He stood against them because he served a long time. He stood against all of the house prophets who were paid well, fed well, lived well. And he stood against them for truth and for the word of the Lord. And so when he did, <laughs> you're always going to get a bully prophet. You know the bully ones, right? They're the ones that just going to keep, they're going to out yell, yell, out everything, make it, and then get on the, put your name out, you know, we all know the story. But Jeremiah proved that he was for God because he let that man take his yoke, throw it on the floor, and walk away. Little did that man know that that was a fatal blow in his ministry. That was the death knell that God was waiting for to get him out of His service. Remember this. I want you to write this passage down. The Word of God is true, and the Bible says God is God is true, and every man is a liar. Jeremiah twenty eight sixteen. Don't ever forget that passage when you want to. Wow! get behind the prophet. Yay. That's a man of God. Well, we are the millennials, we're there You gotta make sure this is not the last year or the next five years are the last years of your life on earth. Because when God is, is is moving with something, he's protective, he's reflective, he's reactive. And you're gonna get the reactive side of the almighty because you don't have sense enough to know that things are shifting and the shift is up here. Gamaliel did that. He, now he stood up there and prophesied Jesus needs to get on the cross because that was the will of God. And then when the apostles came out, he said, "Leave it alone, let it be." There are sometimes you don't know what to do, do nothing. If you don't know what to say, say nothing, unless you know for a fact that God gave you a definite assignment that was inconsistent with your ego. Because, see, a lot of these prophecies are consistent with the egos of the prophet. But if he he gave you an assignment that is inconsistent with your ego, meaning, Lord, you're going to cost me some money. You're going to cost me dates. You're going to cost me a job. Lord, you're going to cost me. Truth is costly because lies are cheaters. Lies promise you that you're going to get something that it can't deliver. So the next time you do that, I want you to remember Behold, thus says the Lord, behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth this year, and thou shalt die. Not because you broke the law, no, no, not because you were independent, not even because you, you, you what? I, he said, but you taught, see, taught, taught, people get the word taught. You taught rebellion against the Lord. And I'm telling you, a lot of prophets are sliding off this year, and over the next seven and a half years, you're going to see prophets, young ones, new ones, old ones, seasoned ones, unseasoned ones, they're going to their grave. And you know why? Because God wants a season of truth, and he wants a season of righteousness. And when God wants a season of truth and a season of righteousness, what God does is move his opposition himself. And, and many of them will die without hands. They won't even know. They'll just drop dead. They don't know. Now, I don't give prophecies like this often because I don't like it. I really don't. I, I'm the one to be pleading with, pleading with God. I went to God on one prophet not too long ago, a little bit back, and I said, no, look, don't start. He'll start. Mm-mm. No. There are things that are in, his, in my ministry official capacity, and then there are things that are locked in his sovereign domain. I am never allowed to go into the things that are locked in his sovereign domain, the things that the Lord keeps within his own power. Now I'm, I'm going to intercede. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do my job, you know. But I'm telling you all, there is something, something really tragic about to happen, and it's going to happen to somebody that people love. You're going to love them. You're going to say, "Oh my God, this is I don't understand. That's the devil." But I want you to understand, Satan had to ask permission to take Job out. So you need to understand. Don't ask why did it happen. Ask why did God grant permission. So you all going to ask the right question, so you don't get the right answer. Why did God grant permission? When this thing happens, says the Holy Ghost, says the Spirit of the living God, don't charge me with evil, says the Lord. Do not charge me with evil because it could be very costly for you also. Don't charge me with evil, says the Lord, because this thing is coming and it's racing down the pipe, and I'm telling you, it's going to be really, really horrible. And when it happens, ask the right question. Why did you grant permission for this to happen? Because if God is true and every man is a liar and in the flesh dwells no good thing, you have to find out what that flesh did to the Almighty that he did not deny Satan's petition. Satan petitions him 24-7 about everybody. About everybody, on every issue. Because he has to do what he has to do. Is this talking to you all? Ask God. I'm going to say it again because it's important. Uh, uh, Please hear me. If you're teaching rebellion against the Lord, stop, acknowledge it, repent, and shift. If you want to know what that is, join me this weekend because that's what we are going to deal with. Some of you all are caught in the grip of what you thought was right, and you got God's grace because he knew your heart was in the right place. But you also still got his judgment. Because, you know, Psalm 99 says, although you were God who forgives, still took vengeance on their deeds. A lot of you, God's not judging you. He's judging your deeds. He's judging your acts. You, he's forgiven. You, he's already covered you with the blood. You do not had your little bathing with the blood, anointment with the oil. You see, you got some new fresh stuff on you. But you still don't know what the problem was. So if God doesn't attack your deeds, you don't know that that deed is a problem for him. Some of you, your historical deeds are under attack, Period. Because deeds are preceded by beliefs, and beliefs are inspired by desire. So God's got to back up your whole emotional train, go all the way back that tube to your heart, and say, this is my problem, and this is why this happened. Because your deed triggered the consequence that he'd already judged. See, that consequence judged. You realize that that stoplight didn't get there. Now, somebody didn't see you coming down the street saying, run out and say, there, hurry up, get the stoplight, so they can run it. No. That decision was made before you hit that road, and it's a standing decision. And there are standing decisions in Christ. And prophets have got to become thought leaders because right now you are literally emotional leaders, and you've got to become thought leaders and help people get out of their twisted thinking. You know, in my school that I'm just opening, Price University, we have a whole class on just can we just do some, come up with some prof, prophetic cognition? Because the prophets have poor cognitive skills because we've been told your mind doesn't matter. You, it's not because you agree with it because you, your life works everywhere else. But if you've been told that your mind doesn't matter, but thoughts don't matter, take your head off and put it in, take your intelligence off. I, I sat in classes with they said take your intelligence off and put it in the pack, put it in the pretext, put it away, put all of that away and just listen to me from your heart. Do you realize the heart will prophesy to you? And I need you to know that. So, yes, I said all of that because I want the prophecy was fresh. I d I didn't think about that. But I said all of that for you to know. You don't you need to join me this weekend because this thing is coming is real, and you want to speak that which is right concerning it. You want to speak honestly and truth, and you want to keep people from blaspheming. A lot of saints blaspheme the Holy Ghost because they don't know any better, and they cannot continue to do that. They, they'll they ascribe God's, Satan, uh, God's glory to Satan. They'll say that this word is not God. They'll say somebody's in the flesh when they're in God's flesh and not in their own. They'll say somebody is speaking a um, false prophecy. They'll say somebody's speaking out their own heart. They'll say all of that, but all of those things are the language of blasphemy. You need to make sure you're correct because if you're errant, that deed, those words will be judged, and unfortunately, they're attached to you. And if they're attached to you, the judgment doesn't skip over you and go to your deeds. See, you, don't, you have to start thinking like God. The whole idea of the prophetic is that you are conduits of God's thought lines, God's lines of thought, his feelings, his, what he's living and what he wants to resolve. Prophet Ashley, you want to share some? I know you have a few things you've been writing down. Well, Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: dealing with the whole prophetic integrity piece, I mean, it's probably one of the greatest challenges any prophet Will is and and you tying it to what's in your heart, what God is saying. I love the the segment on um, what God corrects in your prayer closet. Prayer closet corrections don't belong in public platforms. They don't. And how you really have to be discerning to know is God speaking to you. Personally, yes. prophets are so taught and trained that everything that comes in your spirit is to be blasted to the world, mm-hmm. and that's just not the case. Of uh, okay, this is you, and and even with that correction, that ultimately may lead to a message, right. may lead to a training, but has to be walked out first in you as a prophet before putting it out there on everyone else. You know, revelation first is just like, oh my goodness, wow. Or well, you're crumbling on the floor. <laughs> wow. And then you have to process that out, put, put, get the wisdom mm-hmm. out of it, go to the root of it before you just begin to disseminate, because we do think mm-hmm. that we are just like seeders. Yeah. Everything that comes through, just seed, 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 seed. And some, you know, seeds have seasons.
3: They do. Now, you know what, that's true.
2: And I would say that words have seasons. He because says it. The, the, the season in which you receive it, is not always the one on which you're supposed to give it out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I read so many of these um, posts on Facebook especially of these daily prophecies and daily words that are blanket in three days. In mm-hmm. that anyone who believes in this, anyone who bites on this works. And have, there's no true precedent for that. None
3: whatsoever, none.
2: At all? And That's there, a uh, good statement. There are, uh, let's see here. Some of your feedback is, my God, go up, Apostle. <laughs> Speak the truth, Apostle. Teach. Chanel, <laughs> T-E-A-C-H, and all Cat. Teach. in it. With the bomb. That's good. Uh, your words are very sobering. And I believe that is true. Dr. Price, you are telling the truth, and this is meaty. <laughs> and I like how you were ending here, at least on this last point, about prophets have to become thought leaders. Yeah.
3: Instead of live readers.
2: Instead of live readers and all this emotional, emotional, mm-hmm. emotional. And, you know, the value of training teaches you. Well, the value of your training. Because <laughs> like people have some training. Yeah. So that was in the value of your training. University.org is you <laughs> teach us to separate, first of all, to identify. When it's you, when it's God, which is why we do so much teaching and training in the Word of God, mm-hmm. before we get to your expression of anything, just like in any field. Doctors, you don't start with people. Mm-hmm. when they start with people, they're dead people. Dead people. I you know that's right. Before you get living people. And then when you get to living people, you have all kinds of supervision before you can touch anybody. Mm-hmm. And that, and and so it, it progressively works up to that, and that's how our training program is as well. So wow. we progressively teach you and train you to work up to that.
3: Well, you know, I, do you remember, Ashley, actually, I don't know, maybe about, I don't know, maybe 15 years. No, 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 no. I want to say more like five to seven years ago, a young prophet stood up and told me about how my my prophets were really useful because all they do is work in the house.
2: Oh, yeah. You that, remember that, that tell-off?
3: Awesome. That was an interesting little tell-off. And he said, well, at least we're out there doing something. And I thought to myself, you're out there lying because you don't know what you're doing. And so what we, our process, to let you know that I care. I do not want my trained and certified or credentialed prophets to be ashamed. The Bible said we ought to be a workman, not to be ashamed, a workman. you know, We have to teach the word of God in a way that causes no shame to come on us or the work, rightly dividing the word of truth. Somehow or another, prophets think they don't have to rightly divide God's word of truth. And so, and they think it's magical. You know, I got saved, talked in tongues for three seconds, and hey, I got the world's message. Now I'm still getting downloads from God. I just got some downloads from God last week. I was not able to move. I felt like Daniel. Okay, I can't get up. I'm, I'm, come on, somebody had to come bring me food. I was like, I can't make it. But this young man said that to me, and and when he said it, I just thought ten nine eight, and I said ten nine eight because I said. You, don't, you are moving in a pool of people who don't know. See, when you move in high, highly developed, highly educated people, you don't get away with that quick, fast, and the hurry stuff. They let you in once, you don't come back. And you don't come back because you have no use to them. And so I said to him, well, that might be the case, but you know what? I created a training environment where they can fail safely so that I can give them fail safe. And that's what we do. I create a training environment where you can mess up and fail safely. Like she said, we're going to make you work on the cadavers first. Let's work on the debt prophecies before we start getting you out there giving some new ones. And so they do. PPM Global Resources, and many of all you who are listening in today are clients. PPM Global Resources creates an environment for you to fail, to be trained, to be taught in a, in a, a safe environment where the only thing you lose is a grade. And the only thing that you, that your test subjects or your practice subjects lose, is just the opportunity to say yay. And so I create that environment. And then for almost how many years have you been having clients from around the country? I think
2: we're going up
1: almost ten. Ten years.
3: Yeah. Ten years of clients. Some stay, some don't stay because some people. poorly trained prophetically. That's why you need to come to this meeting whether or not you're a prophet because you don't know how to entreat prophecy, how to process it, how to handle it. And a lot of your words were, a lot of your prayers were answered, but you didn't know that. You didn't realize that God literally answered your word because, well, it didn't come the way you thought it should come. So they're they're put in situations and they're trained, literally trained to fail in secret so that they can succeed in public. And those kind of things, you're, 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 you know, most trainers are not interested in because they only know po- prophesying. So there are so many things. There are so many uh, analyticals and all of those kinds of things that we've told you didn't matter, but yet they're in Scripture. See, I don't teach you outside of it. They're in Scripture. Now, I'll give you exposure to everything outside of it because you need to know, and, and that comes in the end. So they don't get a chance to do that. When my folks stand up, for, for, for I don't care what your prophecy is Because you've already said By enrolling you want to improve That's why you're enrolled So if you wanted to show off Not a good reason But I want you to know When he said that I said 1098 Because you have no idea What this is like I have not seen too many people in the In the scripture That God released To prophesy immediately And if he did you heard that one or two prophecy, and then you don't hear anything else about them. Kind of like my life. Well, whatever happened to her? Where'd she go? Underground. Underground to be correct, to speak God's word correctly, truthfully. Because God will judge you for saying of him what is not right. And that's the problem. Hallelujah. So I want to say two things. You know, I like something you said, but it takes to take on a world mantle, you've got to understand world issues. You can't just have understand the God and the creator of the world. You've got to get into his business, get into his experiences. And the last thing, if you can't confront your own soul, you have lost the privilege, the right to confront the souls of others. If you can't critique your own soul, you can't critique anyone's. You can't evaluate your mess, discern your stuff, you will overlook everybody because you operate on agreement and not accuracy. Prophet Adia. I know she's going to love me for this one.
5: Ooh. Dr. Price, I'm, I'm writing feverishly over here because you keep dropping them. I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, it's so good. Uh, uh, man, I was going to speak about something else, but even what you just said, I think uh, so, so powerful. Get into God's experiences. That's a powerful, powerful statement. Um, and then, of course, what you just said about being able to evaluate your own soul, and you cannot evaluate the souls of others, I think you just explain the, the, the myriad of problems and issues that we have with the, with the church right now, specifically with our prophetic leaders and our, our prophets and what some of the issues are, um, which is, again, why people turn to you, because you're going to get to the heart of the issue, those systemic issues, not just dealing with the symptoms, but dealing with the core of what some of our problems are and why we're not seeing. You mentioned earlier in the broadcast. Why You said, well, if we were prophesying correctly, if we were doing this correctly, then the body would be in a different place. And I think that that sums up everything, dealing with the fact that if we were doing it right, we would have different fruit. We would have a different outcome. So really powerful today. And uh, this is is coming from our very own chief prophet. She wanted to make sure I mentioned this, that what you said about God having to judge the deeds, Forgiving the person but having to deal with that deed was so powerful. So we had to drop the mic on that one, Dr. Price. Really, (laughs) really powerful training today. (laughs) He dropped the mic today a couple times.
3: (laughs) Well, thank you, Tell Chief. I always appreciate her wisdom. I thank her for sharing that post with me because it gave me an opportunity to help people learn how to process Facebook fodder. You know, Facebook goes from fodder to swill, swill to fodder, fodder to swill. You're going to get a little bit of swill. No, you're going to get a lot of swill and a little bit of fodder. And so you have to know the difference between the two. That is so, so powerful. Um, The other thing is don't forget tonight, I mean tomorrow night, I start at Antioch Christian Assembly here in Joliet, Illinois. Go to
2: www.apostlenonaparker.com.
3: All right, now listen to me. I don't have preacher thoughts. Bring your notebooks. Bring your, come on, these are working sessions. You're going to plow through some issues. We're going to do this because prophetic ed is, what you heard on, I know a lot of people say, well, I hear every Thursday. Well, you didn't last few Thursdays, and look at what what you missed. All right? So prophetic ed is 100% about the whole institution of the prophetic. It's about the prophet's call, the prophet's uh, ministry, the prophet's office, mentorship, and career path. It's important because some of you are meant to be career prophets, and you're just temping. You're temping or either you're just roaming. Some, some are meant to be roaming prophets. I won't argue with that. But, but, but those of you who are not, come on. So make sure you come. And also on Saturday, it will go from 10 in the morning to 3-ish. Because, you know, I'm laying hands on folks, so, you know, it's kind of different. Yeah, we got to lay, I'm going to grease up some prophets this week, baby. I'm a, or, mm, yes, I am. And, um, but but uh, make sure you press your way. If you are a chief prophet, a pastor, a leader in any capacity, and you want to, to be a part of this training and also to be able to take it back to your people, you should do it. You should come and bring them. Oftentimes we want to go, I'll just go and see. Well, first of all, you don't have to go and see me. Just run through Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube, and you pretty much got me. I don't change much. But, um, but, but you also want to get that, let them get that flame, not just you, because you don't want flame secondhand when you can get it firsthand either. So I strongly urge, and I'm encouraging you, I'm inviting you personally, don't miss this weekend. Don't miss this window because you'll say, God, you said, you said, you promised, you promised, and God will remind you of this broadcast and will remind you that this was your weekend, your time, not only of deliverance and healing, but also of, of liberty that makes you free and frees others. And it's going to be your time of, of readiness, getting you prepared to do more. And so make sure you press your way because I'm excited about it. You're excited about
2: it.
5: Oh, yeah.
3: You wrote, you wrote down a couple more things. What did you write? Some notes.
2: Some notes. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I thought uh, you were getting the same.
2: Yeah, no, no. Uh-uh. Uh, the, you have an Amen Choir on today. That's for sure. I got an ex- Amen Choir. Who else is talking about this but Dr. Bryce? Well, it's really, especially when you were dealing with Jeremiah and yeah. Ananias, I mean, extracting those things out of Scripture in context.
3: Mm-hmm. The
2: whole story, like you said, we focus on, ooh, you see how he threw his
3: Nothing was dead. <laughs> this time, this year. Honey, no, before
2: this year was
3: out. You're out. I mean, done. God, God, and, and, and did we not just see why God granted death permission? Uh, God uh, not only granted it, he said, I assigned death to go get him. He did the same thing with Ahab. And we see this true. over and over again. But because we're under, actually, uh, so you know, that God is love and our father is a loving God. Nobody said he hated Hananiah. He said, I don't need him in my planet. He is contrary to what I'm trying to do. Right. You, you, you know, you, there are some things we throw away that are still good. Yeah. Off church, but you know what? They're, not, they're no longer useful. My job is to show you how useful you are to God and how to make yourself indispensable to the Holy Ghost. Because, see, when you are indispensable to God, boy, God moves mountains, walls, everything. Amazing things happen when you are indispensable to the Lord. And many of us are working ourselves out of a job. Many prophets are working themselves out of a job because they refuse to make themselves indispensable to the Almighty. And so God will take their harvest. He'll let them plant that seed. Because some people say, well, God's not doing anything. Yes, he is. He's letting them plant seeds. One sows, another waters, but God gives the increase. So he'll let them plant that seed all over the planet, get all those little, you know, seedlings and pop-ups and whatever, and then he'll turn around and move them and say, but I can't trust you to mature them. Oh, wait a Good minute. I got, come yeah, on. I'm on. here. I cannot trust you to mature what you plant. Everybody knows a child raised by a teenager and a 20-year-old is not the same kind of fruit as a child raised by a 40, late in life, 40-year-old, 45-year-old parent. Two different, and so some people, some of them, it's like, well, God, I did so well. My first six years, yeah, I got a lot of feet out of you. It's really great. Thank you. Appreciate you. Now, you sit over here and grow up yourself a little bit, and then I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to give a seasoned person charge over what you brought into existence because I can't trust you to mature them enough to stay with me. Oh, i got to hit it again. That's a, Look at the box. Guys, box beat up. Come on. But you know what? I had a great show. Hey, don't forget now, join me tomorrow night here. At, you know, you haven't been getting me, booked what, twice a week? Now you give me a little extra. Join me. We're not broadcasting it, so don't stay home and say that they're going to scope it. We will not be scoping or Facebooking this at all because it is too personal, it is too powerful, and it's too catalytic for me to have it going out to people who don't get the backstory. So I want you in the environment. And uh, check me out tomorrow night and Saturday and Sunday. Hey, guys, you, well no, you're not getting Saturday. Saturday's out. Sunday, I will be back Sunday. Hallelujah. We'll have scripturally organic, culturally unmodified in two places this Sunday. Hallelujah. We're going to have it in Tulsa, Oklahoma, under Chief Prophet Tyler Price, and then we're going to have it here in Joliet, Illinois, under me, the founder. Amen. Have a great afternoon.
5: All right, guys, you've been listening live too. The Paula Price Show, the one and only Paula Price Show here on blogtalkradio.com slash Show. That's where you can find us throughout the week. If you'd like to even catch the replay of the show today, visit us online, blogtalkradio.com slash Show. If you're listening for the first time, we welcome you. We thank you so much for tuning in. Make this your Thursday show by going online to blogtalkradio.com slash Show and clicking RSS feed so you'll get an instant email notification. Every time the show is about to go live If you are just crossing over from our Periscope Going to give our Periscope audience a moment To tune into the line So if you're just joining us on the phone line And you'd like to speak to Dr. Price in this second hour We just need you to press that number 1 right now Again, press number 1 So you can talk with Dr. Price in the second hour As we transition today to take your calls A few announcements As you've heard Dr. Price say on the line That she is going to be live Uh, uh, starting at 7 o'clock p.m. at Antioch Christian Assembly. What you want to do is you want to go to ApostleNonaParker.com so you can get all the details this weekend, Friday night, and then all day on Saturday. So again, ApostleNonaParker.com. Get the details for Prophetic Ed Chicago style, Prophetic Ed Chicago land. And if you're in that area, it is worth the drive. Get in your car, make that drive, be there, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, and then Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. Be there, be there, be there, and do not miss this powerful prophetic event. Dr. Price will be broadcasting live again on Sunday, so don't miss that. If you'd like to catch her live broadcast, All you need to do is download the Periscope app. It's an app. Download Periscope, the app, and follow Dr. Paula Price on Periscope. That way, you'll get a notification to your phone every time she's broadcasting live. You can also follow Dr. Price on Facebook, facebook.com slash drpaulaprice, facebook.com slash follow her there on Facebook so that you'll also be notified when she is going live. So there's lots of ways that you can tune in to Dr. Paula Price. You can join our mailing list online at drpaulaaprice.com. Drpaulaaprice.com. Join us, join our mailing list. You'll get your emails from Paula Price Ministries. You'll find out what is going on and speaking about what is going on. Price University is going on. We are now enrolling for our fall semester online and campus programs right here in Tulsa, in the Midtown Tulsa area for campus, and then online all around the world for Price University. Visit us online at priceuniversity.org, priceuniversity.org. Schedule a consultation to meet with us so we can talk with you about getting enrolled in your classes starting in the fall, 2017 price university.org. if you'll be visiting with Dr. Price at prophetic ed this weekend, be sure to pick up a price university flyer on the media table. Don't leave without it. Inquire about how you can become a student in an apostolic and prophetic program. Again, PriceUniversity.org. Visit us there to find out how you can start your higher education in the apostolic and prophetic. All right. Again, for those that are transitioning, press that number one if you'd like to speak to Dr. Price in this second hour. Prophet Ashley, back to you.
2: All right. Thank you, Prophet Adia. We'll be right
1: back. Have you ever wondered, why do I hear from God? Is what happens when I pray normal? Why do I think so differently? Is my relationship with God unusual? How do I explain my experiences with God? Does anyone else experience these things? I have so many talents, but how do I find my purpose? I know I'm called to ministry, but where do I begin? These daily questions lead to one solution. Introducing the Standardized Ministry Assessments Series. What was on God's mind when He made you? Find out how our assessments can help you uncover your greatest mystery, you. Our standardized ministry assessments consist of 800 ministry-specific questions, 114 ministry-based categories, 50 ministry classifications, a comprehensive gift analysis, five-fold office identifiers, automatic response indicators, targeted benchmark scoring, Automated result interpretations, custom readiness path options, call-specific recommendations, personal ministry advisement. Is this basically a personality test? No. Your results are custom-designed and not based on the traditional data used to determine your personality type or IQ. Instead, your results come from you, how you think, and what you believe not predetermined categories into which you must loosely fit. Dr. Paula Price's nearly 25 years of research and experience see to that. How is this different from a spiritual gift test? Our assessments are not a test. And assess more than just your spiritual gift, what you are good at and may be interested in doing for your church. We help you define your ministry calling how ready you are to do it full-time, the type of training you need to do it well, and the best place for you to prosper, whether in or out of the church. They don't just give you a number. They give you a life plan. We offer three levels of assessments. The Ministry Assessment Questionnaire. The Prophetic Aptitude Questionnaire. The Apostolic Diagnostic. So what's your ministry IQ? Discover yours today www.drpaulaprice.com or call 877-649-PPMG
5: Hey guys, this is Ms. Adia from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday we post a brand new episode full of God's power, full of God's word, just for kids ages 8-12. through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose, destiny, and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids.
0: Hi, my name is Chief Prophet Tala Price, and I want to invite you to join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for a riveting and exciting discussion of my favorite book by my favorite author, Yes, Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum, written by the one and only Dr. Paula Price. Join us on our weekly journey of studying the history of eternity as it's been revealed through scripture. Learn your God, learn your world, learn yourself, and even your Savior before time began. We're going to discuss revelationary answers to age-old questions like, how did we get here? Why does our planet exist? Does it have a creator? What was on his mind concerning us? And why did he bring Christ, and Christianity into our world. Topics like these and more we'll be discussing every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can join us on Facebook Live or by Periscope. For more information, visit www.tallaprice.com. That's www.tallaprice.com.
5: this year's event season is going to be explosive so save the date and plan to join us this June for the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute prophets, prophetic types seers, psalmists Intercessors, this event is just for you. Plan to join us for prophetic training, impartation, immersion, ministry, powerful worship and prayer, and be ready to go to the next level. Get all of your registration details right online with us at drpaulaaprice.com. Apostles, apostolic Christians, five-fold ministry leaders, and your teams. Get here with us in November for the annual New Era Apostleship Summit. You do not want to miss this time of apostolic impartation. Plan to be with us in November. Get all of your registration details online at drpaulaprice.com.
6: New Era Apostleship Restitution, or NEAR, is a kingdom collaborative founded by Dr. Paula Price. That unites God's new era ministries, visions, and ventures, businesses, and professionals in powerful, productive, and profitable ways that are mutually beneficial to all involved. Based on your level of membership, joining NEAR will give you access to assessment-based coaching and mentorship, personal ministry training and education, ministry credentialing and accreditation, spiritual covering and intervention, vision and ministry development, Business and professional development, and more. Visit www.joinnear.com for membership and benefits information. That's www.joiinnear.com.
2: All right, and we are back for part two of the Paula Price Show going live to our callers Dr. Price to see what God will say to them today. I'm
3: set for the calls. I'm all set to get started. So let's go with our first caller today.
2: All right, we have first on the line Barbara from Florida, and she is calling because she needs direction and the next steps in the journey to come back home. Barbara, welcome to the Paula Price show.
4: Hello, thank you so much. How are you doing?
2: <clears throat>
4: I am doing great. How are you? Bryce, are you there? Yes, I'm here.
2: Oh, I think she accidentally, uh, the line accidentally dropped her. She will be calling back in. Okay. All right, well, you know what, Barbara, why don't you just give us some of your feedback while she's dialing back in to the first portion of today's show. Tell us about um, how Dr. Price's exhortation and training impacted your
7: life.
4: I mean, it was absolutely amazing just to know that, you know, I know I, I speak for many when I say this, you know, in this journey, we come across so many different things and experiences. And, you know, for many times you feel like, man, I, I must be really losing it or I'm, I mean, I'm so different. I must be crazy. You know, the things that I, I see and the things that God speaks to me and truly, I mean, the words that she spoke were, were just so dear to my heart because, you know, I have been in a congregation where God just unveiled the congregation to me and the things that that were being done that were not according to his word and nor was it even God to begin with and it was just really impacting to hear that okay you know what Barbie you see you are hearing from God you are hearing that God is unveiling these things that God is unveiling the false prophets that God is unveiling those that want to take this and make it into a business when it, this is all about God and it's his kingdom and his glorification and not ours so truly, I mean, the words that she spoke today, I was just praising. I was driving up, you know, on my road to Fort Myers, and I was just like, well, praise God. That's right. See, that's it. I was banging on my steering wheel because, you know, it, it was just real. It, it's real. It's God. And, and I'm just so thankful to hear that today and just really confirm, like, all right, God, I, I'm on the right page. I'm doing the right thing. I'm moving in the right direction, you know, and I know there's going to be bumps on the road, but but I know that I'm doing the right thing. You know, so it was just simply amazing to hear all those things today.
2: Well, I'll that we're always glad that you're blessed. Doctor Price. Well, I'm glad to hear
3: too. Um hello to what I wanna to say to you is a couple of things. Number one, I strongly urge you to get into the training. If God is speaking to you that profoundly, he's awakening some things in you. Part of what you are seeing as um you might be seeing a, a false prophets or anything like that. Could or could not be without them being false or a small talk boss, but I found the large percentage of prophets are just untrained or under And mm-hmm. God is giving you an opportunity to decide to not be under because if you can right. discern the issue, you obviously make yourself a candidate for the answer. So I always say that the people, if God gives you with the insight or, or opens your eyes to discern the issue, then you can rest assured that he is also wanting to make you the answer. And sometimes, Bart, being the answer could be 10 years off. Sometimes it can be. You know, sometimes it can be five years off. So even if you finish the training, you're like, hey, I'm finished. Come on, God, let's go. God's like, okay, but I have my little internship here for you. And I, wanted, yeah. I want to want to pronounce some things. So as you go forward in the things of God, and as you get ready to really dig into this, I strongly encourage you to go to ChristUniversity.org and, and the School Advisement. You might find out it's not for you, but if it is, you should know that. You find out where you fit. Right. As you do, whether you enroll or not, may I urge you also to get to take the assessment
4: yes you know i i've been going back and forth on it and i actually have two friends that um took it and God's just been pressing. and i come on your your website all the time and i'm like all right barbie you got to do it and i just i don't know if it's sometimes that i feel like no nah, you know what you know i'm not at that level yet and it, it's a constant thought that comes in like you know you're not educated enough and i'm like no that's a lie because god is my educator the holy spirit is my my schooling Like, I know what God is saying. I know I hear him clearly. So I am definitely going to be doing that this week. I mean, no doubt in my mind I need to get this done.
3: But Here's the thing, Um, Barbara, you're very astute looking. You sound to be very astute, but you also sound like you're a little bit nervous about your prophetic anyway. And part of that nervousness Mm -hmm. is having them so isolated. When it's isolated, you know, we get sometimes, Barbara, we get so concerned about criticism. That we don't mm-hmm. think about confirmation. You know, we are so afraid of being criticized, told love that or this or whatever, that we bypass the benefit of confirmation. You would feel a lot better if you knew, okay, I am this, I am a prophet. God called me this. I need this many classes. I need this many years of readiness because that's what it tells you. It tells you, number one, your dominant office. My dominant office is prophet. Okay, I'm giving you what one might say. My secondary mm-hmm. teacher. What if you're? What if you're a teaching prophet and you're trying to be a farmer? You see, so it tells you your second place. Now it also tells you your best environment. I love that one because I've often found that prophets are 100% physically okay, but they are in the wrong place. So what if you should be working with, uh, uh, you know, working with entrepreneurs and trying to work with kids?
4: Or mm, you're to oh, my
3: stop. gosh. <laughs> okay? So you yeah. don't know that. But, but for now, let's right. say you're ready to do it. Okay, we've knocked these all. Now, what about this? And I'm ready, What if you think that you are, you know, you're? I'm 90% ready and your skill set, your answer, awareness says you're 70% ready. Yeah. Now, and then we go on with the emotional intelligence, and we go through the things that, you know, you, everybody has those things that you keep banging your head against the wall with. What if you knew what that was? Or the thing that what, that you can fix that gets, that gets all of this nonsense out of your lives. We move back to, hey, you need to have development in these areas. This is a high priority. This is a medium priority. This is low priority. Wouldn't you feel good knowing you had a document like that in your hand?
4: Yeah. Absolutely. And
3: so, so that's what I'm encouraging you because it sounds like you have been kind of dismissed as a prophet so long, you don't want to hear somebody tell you that you're not a prophet. Well, if you are a prophet, those answers come up. You won't see those questions in any other life but the life of a prophet. If you're an evangelist, you will not see those questions in any other life than the light of of evangelists and soul women. If you are a teacher, you will only see the questions answered.
4: Academically, that's how the assessment works, right? All righty. So you're gonna you're gonna be big and brave, right? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely, yes, yes.
3: <laughs> Let me pray for you, beloved. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for Barbara. I thank you for her life. I thank you for her trust and love for you. And, God, I'm asking you to continue to strengthen her with all might in her inner man. Lord, and as you continue to do so, let her know that she can trust the process that you've given us because there's a trustworthy process with fruit, real fruit, not just people who like it or dislike it, the real fruit. I'm thanking you for doing it for her, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. Now, listen, when amen. you go, in, don't, hit, don't hit the prophet one first, okay? Do me a favor. I don't want you to hit the prophet one first, and here's why. Because you want to find out what kind of prophet you are.
4: <laughs> so so okay. when you go,
3: hit the MAQ. Hit MAQ first. Your advice is
4: there.
3: MAQ, the Minister's Questionnaire.
4: Okay, all right, no problem. Okay,
2: all right. All own. right, thank we'll you so you much. Soon. Be blessed.
4: Bye-bye. Yes, and absolutely.
2: All right, Dr. Price, we have next on the line uh, Natalia from Michigan, and she is calling for prayer for her assistant church pastor, has had multiple surgeries, but condition is getting worse. And so, Natalia, whoops, hold on, let me get it right here. Okay, welcome to the Paul Price Show.
8: Hello, Dr. Price. How are you, Natalia?
2: Doing very well. You sound like I a very strong, vigorous spirit.
8: Yes, I, I've been laid off of work, so for these last few months, it has been a wondrous vacation and getting a lot of rest.
3: <laughs> All right, good for you. So tell me this how can I help you with your assistant pastor?
8: well this this condition that he had, I suppose it started back in the eighties when he was in high school on track, and he said he had uh one surgery uh, i'm not exactly sure if it was uh dealing with nerves or a muscle, but uh he's now in his forties and he's had multiple surgeries in this area, supposedly to deaden the nerve and He went last Wednesday to Florida to get this surger- to get the surgery done, and we were told yesterday and Wednesday, noon prayer that He was almost in delirium last night at the hospital uh, because the pain was so bad, and none of the doctors will um, touch the situation. They said that he really needs to go back to Florida to the doctor that performed the surgery, Uh, and unfortunately, um, he really can't move that, to go that far right away, so the closest they can possibly go to for some kind of help is to, um, I think it's one of the universities, and there's been a lot of prayer going up for him, and I listened to the pastor's talk yesterday about what they're going to go by his house and pray for him and so forth, and I'm like, Lord, there's got to be an answer to this situation that uh, this is progressing like this.
3: Yeah, there has to be, because there's obviously some sort of
2: deterrent that's making it happen.
3: So are you saying that he can't, like an ambulance can't take him
2: well, they they, flow, they flew
8: last Wednesday um, from Michigan to Florida. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do at this point other than to go to one of the universities to see if they could do something for the situation. Uh, but right now he's on medication, so um, they're, they're not sure when he can get back to Florida or how that's going to work out. They're just pretty much trying to find a way to get the pain to subside. He can't walk, um,
3: so... Oh, okay. Well, first has. of all, I'm going to ask God to, to begin to give him a pain free life, that God would step in and do the work the surgery hasn't been able to do. Now, Lord, we lift up this man to you, and we lift him up according to your word, God. By your stripes, he's heal, he's whole. And Lord, I'm asking that the first thing you do is bring that inflammation down. Mm. In this body, now Lord, we're thanking you for being the Maker and the miracle-working God. So we bring that inflammation down, we bring those that, that that fever down, Lord, and then we begin to do the work of the Holy Ghost. We begin to give this man peace, to cause those joints and to cause that metal, to cause those bones. And that skeleton that come in line, we take the, the Lord, out of the bones. And, God, we deliver him from this once and for all. Lord, show show the world, as you always do so well, that you are the maker. You made this place. he cut up, uh, and we call it here. Now, God, I'm going to go into intercession for this man. And I thank you that you will raise him up and cause him to walk again and to serve you again. In Jesus' name. And we bind the satanic attack that comes from the family line. And we command it to shut off there And now pass on to another thing he brought into existence. And we bless you for it. <laughs> I... Push healing into his body. Completely made whole, Lord, off all medication, that he may testify of you and praise you Edibles. We thank you for it, God. We send forth the, the total hand of the Lord. I see the hand of the Lord over him right now. Even as we speak, God's hand is hovering over his body and, I, and radiating the healing virtue that will give his life back. God, we thank you. He will not be a cripple. I cancel that assignment. He will not be debilitated. I cancel that
7: assignment.
3: And, Lord, you will not suffer any longer in this agony. And I cancel that assignment. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, we praise you for it. We give you glory.
5: And we give you honor. And for it all in
3: Jesus' name. Now, listen. Are you there, Natalia? Yes. Did you feel the spirit of God? I did. I think it's your I know he was moving. I think you didn't want you to miss him. Right. Um, but here's what I want. He's going to be on his feet soon. you not going to get him up soon, I mean, very quickly. And he's going to be on his feet. And when he does, I would love to
4: lay hands on him
3: when he can move. Okay. Because there is a rebuilding of structure that has to happen by the spirit of God. I take nothing from surgery. I believe in doctors. I think doctors are, you know, a, a holding string on the way God can heal things. I think they sit at one of the highest seats of God's healing. I don't, I don't disagree with it, but I know there are things that only God can do. But there's also things that we can pray that will release their belief God in them as well. You know, I work for doctors. I, I appreciate everything. But I think that there is uh, something, a uh, powerful an anointing. When you were talking, I kept seeing the Spirit of God putting these uh, light beams in their joints. And mm-hmm. it's all skeleton. I kept seeing it. I kept seeing that in particular, that I want to say, if I'm thinking of it right, that left hip is where God must do a great work. But, but however way it goes, if that's possible, you tell him, I want to pray for him.
2: Okay. sometimes
3: you can get by phone, but sometimes you need the virtue. So I sent forth virtue. So I know that I he's going to tell you. I know I sent forth the virtue. He will tell you that God did the he will tell you that God did work in him. But there is a reason because this attack was meant to cripple him for old age. Okay. So if that's what he agrees with, it's not mandatory. It really isn't. Um, but I just want to say that. And if that's possible, then let it be. And if not, okay. what, what, what we've done is what we've done. What God has done, done today is what God done.
2: Okay, thank
8: you so
3: much, Dr. Price. You're so welcome. Let me pray for you because you sound like you're carrying a lot. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for who you are and what you've done today. I thank you for your love for this man. And I thank you for his love and his commitment toward you. And I thank you, Lord, that his family now has peace and that you move by your spirit into all of the things that, that he has before you right now, because this is just a, a, a pretty iceberg of the warfare he's been fighting. And then I thank you for the Natalia and her courage, her guts, and her love for him, the Paul. And then for her leader. I pray for it all, Father. Now, grant everything. I seal it all by the Spirit of God. I seal it under the blood of the Lamb. Cause it to be done. Part of his covenant that he has with you, God. I seal it as a covenant, fulfillment, and performance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
5: Amen. Now,
3: don't forget, now, you know, this day is all talk, so you can actually play this for him.
8: I'm sorry, could you repeat that?
3: I said
2: this broadcast based on Bar Talk Radio. Yes. So you can actually play this. Yes. Alrighty. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. God bless. Okay, Professor. All right, Dr. Price. We have next on the line Dominique from South Carolina. And Dominique is calling because she wants clarity on a divine visitation that she had. Dominique, welcome
0: to the Paul Price Show.
9: Thank you. Hello, Dr. Price. How are you doing today?
0: I am fine, Dominique. haven't heard of you for
9: a while. I know. I've been trying to give other people a chance to call and get their breakthrough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
9: ma'am. Um, I'm calling How can I help? Because, Yes, ma'am, I'm calling because I, I have been experiencing this new season, uh, in my life with God where I just have a different like joy and hunger and thirst for being in the word and for being in the presence of God. And as a result, I'm experiencing a lot of like upswing and divine activity and favor and just different things on my life. Um, A couple, couple weeks ago I had what I think might've been an angelic visitation. I usually get up in, in the morning to go exercise, like to run around my neighborhood But my husband, he don't like me to go when it's dark, so I try to wait till the sun comes up. And so I went out to run when the sun came up about 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, And as I was getting closer, like finishing my route, getting closer to my house, I saw, I thought it was my husband standing in the driveway in the front of my house, facing my direction as I'm running up the street. And at this point, I'm probably about a quarter of a mile from the house. And I assumed that he saw me because he completely turned in my direction with his hands in his pocket and watching me run up the street. And I went around a little bit of a curve and he was still there. But when I got to the house, he wasn't, he was no longer there. So I assumed that if my husband went walking in the opposite direction of the house. Um, but when I got in the house, my husband was in the bed sleep. <laughs> so I, you know, I thought that, and I asked him, was it you? Did you come out to see me run? And he's like, no, I'm sleeping. I didn't get up. And I was like, it the a guy standing in my driveway looked just like you. It had on, he had on clothes that my husband would wear. He had his posture. He had everything. And it wasn't him. So I, I thought that maybe God was sending the angel to protect me or watch over me. But I never went back and prayed and asked God, why was I allowed to see this and what this does this mean that I'm in a different season in my life that angel comes to reveal something to me or to do something for me and my family that I have no knowledge of. So I kind of regret not asking. And so I just would like some clarity on that today.
0: Okay, so Dominic, let
3: me ask
9: you a question. Um, what was, talk, describe the outfit this, um Ben had. He had on regular clothes, like something like my husband would wear, a red shirt shirt. Black shorts, it looked like real casual, black shorts, and he had his hands in his pocket, like sneakers, like he was coming out to exercise, but he just had on regular clothes. He looked like a regular person. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Now, does your husband have in his wardrobe any of these things?
2: Yep. He
3: and has I mean, a red
5: shirt. Was... hmm So
3: the red, the red shirt was like when he had his closet.
5: Yes, ma'am. The black
3: shirt. Okay, the black shirt. Has the like, shorts. black shorts. And it's just like that. So you saw the death That's his attire for when he exercises. Yes, ma'am. Exercise. Okay. Yes, so that was the first thing. I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to take a little bit, okay? Just think a little bit. Um, okay. When is the last time you saw him in particular house? My husband? Yes.
9: Uh, Probably the day before. Okay. And
3: so the day before, did he wear it for exercise or what? Or what? No, he just,
9: he just had it on just like around the house, not to okay. exercise, but just like walking around the house. Okay.
3: But I, you know, everything in me, you know, here's what I'm going to have to step into the realm of just discerning of spirits because that's what we're yes, talking about now. Uh-huh. Um, but everything in me um, says that you are being guarded. You are being guarded. But nothing in me says that's God. So that bothers me because I think you're being watched, but I don't think you're being watched the way you think you're being watched. Okay. Like, I don't get, I don't get the God witness for that. I could jump to conclusions, but I don't. Nothing about the angels. You know, they can show up anything anyway. I've had them show up all kinds of with me. But when I look at the outfit that that thing chose to wear, red is blood. Short to darkness. Short season, a short meaning, uh, you know, a cut season. And the, and the sneakers, obviously, you know, casual, re- relaxing. And then his hands in his pocket. Hands in pocket mean I do you
9: see what I'm saying? Yes,
3: ma'am. So I I, I I'm. I'm I'm gonna ask you, what does your husband do for the Lord, or is he just kind of indifferent to him?
9: No, he 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 works um, with uh with kids a lot at church, um, teaching kids and um, a lot of developmental programs for the well, a lot of developmental teaching for young men. Um, mm-hmm. that's that's in the church. Yes, ma'am.
3: But this, this spirit on him, this is, as if God was telling you, there's a spirit that's talking. Him or you. Okay. And if he's doing this, then if he's doing this, then God needs him. In this particular aspect, he needs a lot more knowledge and learning of Christ. He needs a lot more spiritual discernment. Because from what, from what I'm looking at, he's very himless. And he needs a lot of deeper revelation of God. Um, and for whatever reason, God wanted you to see him. as God sees them, undone, and not ready. Okay. So Hmm. this is not to do with everyday life. Because, see, here's the thing, Dominic, I'm going to speak to you the way we have talked in the past. People's natural talent can get to a lot of places. But when it comes to spiritual warfare, they're not ready. When it comes to facing up with the spirit's on this life. So I'm going to take this thing away because I don't get that that's God. I really don't. I've had some times i said, ooh, wow, God, you're moving. But to me, red is the blood, and that means passion, that means uh, war, that means anger. So, okay. you know, uh, unless we want to call it romance, and I don't think he's romantically involved with anybody. I don't get that. So those are the things that red means. And then obviously black is darkness. That obviously we do know speaks to itself. And the fact that they're short, meaning that he's not the knowledge he needs, the protection he needs, whatever there. And then he's he's dressed like he's Catholic, like he's in at home. But this is a spiritual dream. So and, and as I said before, the hand pocket means I don't confusion. I don't know what to do. So I would probably call and get a, an And if okay. just because you haven't heard what he's going through, doesn't mean he's been going through something. Yeah, yeah,
9: and that's true. It yeah. is
3: true. Yeah. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. a, yep. And you all need more advice, but God's letting you know, don't take it lightly, that this is a real spiritual assignment on his life. And I'm talking about assignment to go back to his juvenile years. So this is a real thing. And so God wants to move him into another another sphere again, for lack of a better word. But this where he is, I would love to see you all call and set up a prophetic advisement so they make sure you ask chief prophet uh Paula, because she seems to be real real good at this and, 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 and this particular issue that I've seen takes much much longer than this call.
9: Okay. So oh, wait, now then
3: okay, so now the next thing I want to tell you is this. Um um you are growing in God and you you're gonna have a lot more of discerning spirits, and it's important. You know, if you don't mind, I'd like to take this um, this opportunity to tell you the difference between a psychic addressing this and a prophet. And that okay. is very important because you see, psychically, that looks like, "Whoa, that's what he had on yesterday." So, Gee, he was—he was—he was guarding me. That's a psychic application, but the prophet has to look at why God didn't—why God discovered that window at that moment and how to that window to be the window to their soul. So, because it seems like I'm, I, that's, a, that's a psychic mix-up in there. And when you are coming into God and you first getting into the word of God, baby, everything they find out they got a new channel is on it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you?
9: Yes, ma'am. Mhm.
3: Everything. I said, so, they're, they're, that's, those faculties have to be shut down. I tell every prophet, I know that today not many people talk about, well, you know, prophets are just, I mean, suckers are just whatever prophets, but see, I was in all of that. And let me tell you what I had to do, I had to shut that faculty off so I could stop getting false visitations. And I turned it off because I had access to both worlds when I first got the baptism of Holy Ghost. I'm saying to you, there are things that we do in our youth, things we do not if it's just a Ouija board or something, that, you know, matter. matter how we got there. But when you are getting this kind of opening, trust me, you are like a new channel in the spirit realm. You cannot take everything at face value.
9: Okay. Okay. Now, were you
3: on, were you on a program with us once?
9: Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. You still are? I'm not I had to I had to get off of it because I had some financial challenges and uh I think we we're almost at a place where we could we could do it again, we have a little bit more free income.
3: Oh let me just ask a question. If this was if the if the program fees were medical treatments and therapy would you find the money?
9: Yes I am. Okay,
3: so here's the deal. We have got to stop thinking that just because it's God that it is a luxury. Look at, look at what happened. Your guardianship left. Your God left. You had nobody to talk to about all of this that's been going on. Nobody to help you. And, and goodness knows whatever else opened up. So, you, you know, you need to get back on your program, but you also need to think about God being averting a crisis. These are not just issues into this file. You know, I just talk. No, no, no. You all don't see spiritually with someone else. So. God wanted you to know spiritually stuff is happening behind the scenes for which you don't have expertise to address or even comprehend. So I would encourage you, and I let your husband hear this. I would encourage you to understand based on all that you've gone through. You need to stay guarded
9: and covered. Okay. Yes, ma'am.
3: All right. Sweetie. I'm
9: glad you called me. Was this all for you? Yes, ma'am. It, it was. It was very helpful. I, I guess uh, I just need prayer <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to uh, present but, this to my husband in the right way because he is very touchy about stuff like that. <laughs> he don't want you, um, like, getting in his business kind of – if it, if he thinks something is his issue – then he, mm-mm. so if you, you praying, pray. if you
3: were praying, if you were praying about do that it when, too, then you. you do it when God creates the way. If it takes God a year to create the way, then you do it. You lift a year. Because God has to do a lot of work to get people who are unaccustomed to him open. To me, it sounds like your husband had a very bad, several bad experiences in this area and has decided to put a block up against mm-hmm. anything spiritual. But the problem is he's still coming under attack. That's bottom line. And so you pray. I'm going to pray with you, but you pray for God to create the way for you to do this, okay? Okay. All right. And and also, let me ask you this. Is your husband a betting counselor? Does he have a mentor or counselor or something somewhere?
9: No, not at all. But just because of the things that's happening with him right now, I know he needs to because he's been having, like, A couple meltdowns. I call them meltdowns, but
2: Mm -hmm. it's, uh,
9: yeah, he needs to, but I don't think, other than his dad, I don't think that he is open to talking to anybody. Well,
3: well, you know what? You'll be surprised. So, what we'll do if God, um, if what I pray, God does it, He's going to give him a hunger, a desire to do what you think he will never get done. And uh, that's understandable. And so I'm going to pray for that. How's that? Father God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, I lift up this family to you and the great work that you've been doing with them, God. And I say continue to do your great work, Lord. Let nothing impede you, not human will, not fear and guidance, anything else, stay the hand of development and guardianship that you have for them. Now, Lord, I speak to this young man. By the Spirit, I speak to His Spirit. I speak to His heart in the name of Jesus, and I'm asking you, God, as you do, as I speak the words, you perform the work to give him a heart that's willing to hear. That you give to him in the that only you know. He will listen, and Lord, cause an interest of curiosity, a hunger to hear and to gain answers he can't get on his own. And, God, I thank you that you raise his curiosity and ease his frustration a little bit, that he him step out, trust his life, and seek a greater information, and, and also seek counsel more relevant to what he is experiencing and not just comfort. Sometimes, God, we just settle for comfort when we need counsel. And, Lord, I'm asking that you show him that he needs more than the consolations of his dad or that which is familiar or safe, and that you begin to let him know that he needs counsel. He needs witness. He needs deliverance. He needs answers. And, God, I thank you that when he does, he'll turn to his wife, and she will lead him to us so that they can get the counsel and answers that they need. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
9: Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Price. I appreciate it. No, you're
3: very welcome. God bless you, daughter. Bye-bye.
9: Thank you. Bye-bye. I said, actually, I have
3: time for another one.
2: Yes, you do. And we have on the line today Mary calling from North Carolina. She would like prayer to walk in the wisdom of God concerning her life. Mary, welcome to the Paul of
7: Yes, thank you. Hello, Dr. Price. I am so happy to, to speak with you today.
3: Oh, I'm glad to have you call in, and hello to you. Thanks for calling. Is this your first time talking with us?
7: Yes, ma'am, it is.
3: Oh, great. We're going to have a blast. What's going on?
7: Uh, Dr. Price, I am so happy. Like I said, I have. am, uh, I, I, I am uh, older. I'm an older woman. And my pastor, well, my spiritual mother, She's deceased. And so my son and I, my son has ministry. He's a prophet. And so right now I'm like house mother, shepherd mother. until the Lord blesses him, you know, with his spouse. And the thing is, uh, we're prophetic, and we're leading people. And I always want, I love the Word of God so much. And and people pull on you, and and I want to walk, make sure I'm walking in the wisdom of God When people ask me questions and things concerning dreams and visions and and things, I I try to go into the Word, but I just want to make sure I'm walking in the wisdom of God and have discernment. When you read about, when you talked about uh, Jeremiah chapter 20, I feel like crying. I'm so full. I feel like running. I feel like running because it's so powerful and and God uses you so mildly with wisdom, knowledge, and things. And I wanna make sure that I'm in the will of God, walking in wisdom. Not having a shepherd mother, someone that I normally could go to, but I still I pray, I fast, and I try to see God's face with everything within me. I'm getting I'm getting emotional now, but not to hold you on the line in prolong the prolonged time, but walking in the wisdom and instrument of God, leading his people.
3: Okay, so let me ask you this. You said your son pastors or her son pastors.
7: Yeah, he's a he's a prophet, and and we are, but he's 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 a past he's we're pastoring people right now, but he is a prophet.
3: Now but is he your son or, or your spiritual mother's son? He's
7: he's my son. He's my son. Okay, so he's your been, son.
3: I'm I yes, trying ma'am. to follow that a little bit, and so he's a prophet, but he's currently pastoring. Uh, yeah. Is he aware that he's a prophet? Like, has he had prophetic development?
7: Yes, ma'am. He's been, he's been a prophet, prophet ever since he was six years old.
3: Okay, that's good. He probably was talking since he was six, too, but then giving him the privilege, right?
7: My yes, question ma'am.
3: is your concern exists for a reason. And sometimes, uh, Mary, our spirit and our souls will have a check, if we will, a restraint. That our intelligence can't explain. You, you know what I mean? You are a woman of excellence. I can tell but you, know, I'm not, I'm not going to lead God's people wrong. I'm going to give the right answers, etc. But you also know a new climate hits your church. Yes,
7: ma'am.
3: And it changed. The spirit of the church changed, which means the spiritual guardians are different and new. And when you have spiritual guardians different and new, you have got to know how to deal with new ones. It's kind of like moving your church, if you will, moving your church into a um, into a um,
0: new
4: neighborhood.
3: You know how to do church. I need anybody to tell you how to do church. Thank Lord God you've been doing church forever, right? But don't, yeah. you need to learn, don't you need to learn a new neighborhood?
7: We lost a slight connection uh, of no, that no, question.
3: Right. Said, you know how to do church. Don't you need to learn how to do the new neighborhood too? Yes, ma'am. And so what I see through so your house is that something shifted the spiritual uh, influence in your house, the way the spirit is responding to you. And your son, but also the people. I don't know if it's new members, but sometimes if your membership turns over, the spirit of your house will change. And so that, that's important to you understand that. And I think also for him to be the hardest prophet to be, and this is just my experience, the hardest prophet to be is a pastoral prophet. Very hard. Because it's like nothing is harder than being a and pastor or prophet that pastors because the conflict is n- uh, never changing. I think it's also one of the most highly skilled callings there is because to be, to walk that fine line is important. So I will encourage you two things I'd encourage, and then I'm going to answer another question if you let me. Um, yes, two right. things I encourage. I encourage you and your son to take our assessment. So for us to find out what kind of prophet God ordained him to be. Because I get that God wants him to do something else. That's the first thing I would say. And also for you to understand how shepherd as a prophetic leader. So I encourage you both to take the assessment. I think you heard the earlier call. When you do that, it comes with a 30-minute advisement. We will be one of our prophets. We with you. It's one-on-one. Everything is confidential. So whatever... He gets, or whatever is said about him, you can't know it, and vice versa, because everything is confidential. So I want you to do that, because I see that there's a major shift in how your church is responding to you, too. And I think that you all need to get ahead of the curve. Yes, Does that
7: make sense to you, Mary? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. makes very, very good sense. I'm very attentive, because I I don't know if it's because of it. Excuse me where I am, but it's sort of like I was fading a little bit in and out. But yes, I heard what you said, and it is, it makes very good sense to me.
1: And right. I've been needing so I instruction
7: wondered... and guidance for a while. I've been wanting to know who to talk to because my spiritual mother passed. And I'm like, and I would pray, and I and I thank God for you and your ministry. Oh,
3: what a blessing. That is so kind. And listen, I thank you for the kindness. And but I want to say that. So the next, so once you do that, then we'll talk about where to go with your church. I think also um, I would love to invite you to join our collaborative of churches. Um, it's near, if, and and the reason that I would is because that gives you a lot of access the wisdom and counsel that you seem to want. Some people don't need it but you seem to want that. You know, the Bible says that in a multitude of counselors is a faith. And so I would love for you to enjoy uh, to join that. The site is join near okay, I think joinnear.com. dot well, I think it's dot com. I'm hoping it's dot com, you know, but somebody's gonna put it up there somewhere you'll catch it. But um, I'm prepared <laughs> Put it over. But in any way, join our collaborative New Era Apostleship Institution, and we have a, a number of apostolic prophetic churches as members. And I really feel that you would benefit highly from that and that it would give you the, the answers. But also you need a prayer, prayer team and you need camaraderie, you know, people to, um, you know, fellowship with and counsel with. So I want that for you. And I think your church would be beneficial to um, us, but I think it also benefit you, especially with this, you know, new apostolic um, era that God is launching. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Yes, it would
7: be. I feel, I feel better already. <laughs> <laughs> Bless
3: God. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray right now with you so that we can definitely – you know, make sure you're covered by the Lord's and grace and, and my mantle for the time being. And then when you get off, make sure you go to the site, paulaprice.com. I think it's, I think Join Near is on that site, as well as Second um, Assessment. Do those two things so you can stop feeling like, my goodness, we're out here and we're, you know, in the middle of the ocean or something in middle of the lake, and we don't quite know what direction to go to we can do this. I always think that the major things you can get from an apostolic like prophetic um, uh, relationship or alliance, is a compass. Your ministry compass, your soul compass, and your destiny compass. And so we want to be that compass to you so that we can help you know where you are and navigate the parts of your life and ministry. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for this wonderful woman of virtue and, Lord, this Anna profited in your kingdom and thank you for her son. Now, Lord, I'm asking that you give them the strength to to push forward in this really really challenging but very high opportunity season that you've opened for them. Lord, speak to her son and visit him. Refresh him. He just, it looks like he needs a refreshing God. Refresh
4: him yes, by your
3: Holy Ghost. He just needs a refreshing and a quick so he can Get that clarity back these used are having. That's the first thing. Secondly, God, I'm asking that you would cause their church to just settle into your glory and your glow and your warmth. Let that, let blanket them, God, with your love. Blanket them with your protection and care in Jesus' name. And then lastly, Lord, I'm asking that you would give Mary peace to know that you're deaf. And you'll make it happen to your will and all that you wish to get done. And I bless you, Lord, Holy One. In Jesus'
7: name, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Paula. Thank you so much. You're, you're so welcome. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. God bless you also, and I'll do just what the Lord spoke through you today.
3: Alrighty. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Prophet
2: Ashley? Yes, that web address is www.joinnear.com. Is it in right oh, it there on the home page? It's our new site, and it says become a member right there. She can go through the process and the really great explanations of the levels.
3: Excellent, excellent. So I did well. I got it right.
2: Outstanding.
3: You know, I got.com,.org,.tv. You know, got somebody. I'm doing well. I think I'm going to need a cheat sheet as I go forward to say, oh, that's <laughs> to keep up with you. To keep up with me, <laughs> is something. Well, we had a great time today. I want to take these last minutes to again encourage you to join me this weekend at the Christian Assembly here in Doya, Illinois. Whatever you have on your plate to do right now, it will not. Be, it cannot be a better dish than your destiny. Right now, we're dishing out your destiny for your future. Don't miss your window. I feel this so strongly. Don't miss your window. Don't let all that old stuff that you've been using before keep you out of your future. There are times God said, I'm visiting. He's visiting for destiny. He's visiting for development. He's visiting for confirmation and affirmation. He's visiting for transition. He's visiting for breakthrough. He's visiting for answers. So you need that on your plate right now. So no matter what busyness that you would have, don't be to this weekend. Choose to be married. Sit at the master's seat. Let him heal and, 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 and tend to you. Some of you just need to be tended to. You know, I don't okay. care. Everything's working. I just need to be tended to. Like I just said to this, about this young man, he just needed a reflection. He can think. He can figure it out. He can hear God. Sometimes you can get so weighed down with all of the intercession you've done, all of the interventions, the burdens you're carrying, your concerns, your questions. You can get so weighed down. You just need somebody to tend to you. So I'm encouraging you to get out again it's at the Christian Assembly in Billyette, Illinois. And before I go, Prophet Ashley will give you that um, website one more time. Minister, don't teach yourself this time, and don't let the old you. She knew you.
2: God bless you. See, I am going to give you that website again, and we will see you this weekend. All right, that website is www.apostlenonaparker.com. That's www.apostlenona. That's A P O S T L E N O N A Parker.com. God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you all this weekend.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaaprice.com and click on Show a Seed. Donate today.